Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Maisha Battle from the Down For Whatever podcast, and you are listening to Tina Horn. Why are people into that? Welcome to part two of episode 50 of Why Are People Into That, the podcast that's worth every dollar and worth every minute. This month's guest is Midori, who really needs no introduction. In part two, Midori details the unusual ways that graduates from her Forte Femme Women's Dominance Intensive use their training. Don't forget to join me for Getting Clean to Get Dirty, an anal prep class at the Pleasure Chest on 2nd Avenue in New York City, Wednesday, August 30th. The class is a fun, free way to learn about butt stuff, and you get 15% off anything you buy in the store that night. Plus, I really want to meet all of my New York City-based listeners. I'll help you pick out the perfect butt toy. Okay, see you there. Follow at Tina Horn's Ass on Twitter and Instagram and visit wirepeopleintothat.com. If you like Wire People Into That, please consider pledging my Patreon because freedom ain't free. That's patreon.com slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N. Subscribe to this podcast on Acast and iTunes, and please take a few seconds to write a review and tell your friends about the show, like Joe Babs did in this iTunes review. And intelligent insights into many aspects of eroticism, particularly those aspects that don't align with the mundane. If your erotic interests and willingness to hear discourse about them lie at the margins of one standard deviation from the norm, this is worth listening to. Even if your interests are vanilla, there is much here worthy of your consideration. Stay away if frank, honest discussions of human sexuality repulses you. I would add that if frank discussions of sexuality repulse you, that's all the more reason you should listen to the show. But that's just me. Thank you so much, Joe, for that review. And I look forward to hearing everybody else's reviews. So... Get out your eyelash glue and statement ring as you tune in to part two of Why Are People Into Female Dominance? You've touched on this a little bit in terms of the idea of receiving the grace of someone's femme power and vulnerability. Um, But I want to talk about what is hot about, you know, playing with a a femme top or, or, you know, playing with someone who is, you know, topping from a place of their uh, femme uh, energy, uh, you know, or bottoming to that or submitting to that or or being a masochist to um, 
that femme dominance you know mm-hmm. what what's what's in it for the bottom i guess is my question oh my god what's not in it <laughs> it is to be heard for what you hunger for mm. to have somebody with compassionate sadism mm, i love that that will actually sit hold space and listen mm. to what you want as opposed to being imposed upon mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is seductive mm-hmm. it is something that draws the truth out mm. um slowly longingly Oof. yeah 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 so femme topping and femme dominance there's a patience mm. a compassionate patience also a strategic patience right that draws out the truth initially uncomfortably mm. but that that discomfort is right. part of the fun right and that discomfort leads eventually the discomfort becomes a want of confession Ooh. to like absolve yourself yeah or um what's the word to expose like, yeah or to um uh that you like have to, to purge or and that, that you have to pour yourself out and all that you pour out will be taken in mm-hmm. and sometimes used deliciously against you oh yes always love that right. so to be heard to be seen mm. and somebody just holding and waiting for your truth not your bullshit not that thing that you're going to put on your okay cupid profile (laughs) not that thing that tried and true that you're so used to trotting out yeah but when she looks at you and says really (laughs) i read you like a book yeah yeah i read you like a book but you have to turn the page. Oh, shit. That's right. As opposed to, I'm grabbing the book and cracking it open. Mm-hmm, Whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. Dog it's earring. Like, mm-hmm, it's yeah. like, no, I'm going to read you like a book, but you have to turn the page. No, no, oh, no, I have to turn the page. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, so much effort. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. It is effort. Mm-hmm. And it's very and the payoff re- so it, sweet. Exactly, it's and, very rewarding. And what I find that most of the women that that uh, before Fort FM have this idea that they have to do all the work, that they have to be able to read minds, mm. and that they have to jump through the hoops of all the wish lists of their partner. They're looking at only the superficial, say, fifty-seven different things that their partner wants to do. But yeah. that's a list of the wacky pokey bindy. That's a shopping list of technique. Right. It's not that. Right. And so slow I will often remind people, slow down. Yeah. Breathe. Yeah. Listen to yourself first. Mm-hmm. What would please you now? Mm-hmm. Then listen for what they're really saying between the lines. Yeah. That's the sexual sophisticated skills that we were talking about for the Make Hot Play Happen weekend. Right. Yeah. So with bottoming to somebody who's femme-topping, the pleasure is, and the, the scary pleasure, is in seeing for what you want, being seen for what you want. Do you think that there 
is a difference or what have you noticed about the difference between a femme top topping a femme bottom versus a male bottom or someone who's bottoming from a masculine place? I'm going to say I can't generalize that because mm. the individual, the variance between the individual, I think, is greater than the any pattern, the, the that, gender patterns that yeah. we're trying to overlay on that. Yeah. Well, is there any advice that you would specifically give to queer dynamics within um, those DS relationships? Don't assume for gender stereotypes. There you go. Or you can obviously play with them like we yeah. were talking about. With... Intentionally play with it, yeah, yeah, but don't assume for it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like you were saying, like don't assume that masculinity means strength and femininity means vulnerability or that there is not vulnerability and strength, mm-hmm. you know, inversely in each of those things. I, I'm actually working on starting a men's course. Cool. Yeah. Uh, male dominance? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you Do you teach like switching or bottoming in these dynamics at all i don't actually make a distinction mm. uh, the, i i speak about there's an some of the the listeners may be familiar with my appetite grids now uh, to clarify i'm not saying there's the same thing i am talking about appetites not identities okay and okay. that's that's, that's a interesting big distinction yeah um i do not i want people to stop saying i am a dominant interesting or i am a submissive or i am a switch but rather to say with you i wish to dominate you Mm. with you i hunger to submit to you Mm. hey i want to be all over and switch around the world with you today what's my hunger it also makes it personal Mm -hmm. um when one says i am a that's reductionist and, mm. I, and I think it gives us discredit for our fullness of humanity, mm. right? By saying, I uh, keep it a verb, not a noun. Okay. So whether if you are submitting, step up to your submission. If you are bottoming, step up to your bottoming. If you are dominating or engaging in sadism, you know, step up to it, own it. Do you think that there, well, I guess I'm curious about, in light of that, what your opinion is about folks who um, come to uh, identify with um, certain uh, titles or honorariums such as, uh, you know, I am a daddy, I am a mommy, I am a puppy, I am a pony. I mean, these these are identities that come from sort of the... And yet, I, I and think yet it's, them... it's contextual. Yeah, they don't go to their their workplace, uh, you know, teaching teaching junior high math or whatever it is, and, and, and say, say I'm a puppy, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because they're not right at that moment. They're a junior high math teacher, um, kindly dominating a whole bunch of hormonal <laughs> people to try to hormonal young human beings to try to actually engage their brains. But I have talked to some people, actually in particular, I'm thinking of someone that I interviewed for the show um, about, uh, about puppy identity who said that no matter what he's doing, he's always a puppy. You know, obviously like he understands 
uh, consent and not like foisting that onto people. And, you know, sometimes when he has to go to a job, he has to go to his job and like be a human being, but that he is always a puppy. And that is like part of his identity. Well, I'm always Japanese American. Mm -hmm. It's part of your identity. But that's not what's driving me forward at every single moment of my life. Right. Right. Yeah, it is the complex tapestry of who I am. It's kind of like all your identities are like in a car, but like sometimes like one identity is driving. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes some identities are backseat driving, let's be real. Sometimes it's tied up (laughs) and in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) The jawbreaker in his mouth. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. (laughs) Now there's an image, right? And sometimes the identity is in puppy kennel in the back seat. Oh my God, so true. <laughs> so there's a tendency, I think, to think of, especially when an identity is newly revealed or newly owned. Right, To right, globalize right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, at any moment, I am Japanese American. Right. But that is not my drive to, you know, I am not ordering that latte because i am japanese american right i'm ordering that latte because i'm tired and it's three (laughs) o'clock yeah 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 and at that moment it has nothing to do with the fact that i actually think coffee in japan is generally better Mm. i mean i believe you not as good as Norwegian coffee, mind you. They're really awesome. Places oh, with, I'm, places I'm Norwegian, long... so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So can't wait to go back to Oslo. The land, the the light, The um, there's a fringe arts festival that I hope I get to do my performances at. But cool. no way. Yay. I digress. But yeah, identity, mm. when it's newly revealed to us or claimed or owned, yeah, it, it can temporarily be globalizing but i i i look at i like the car analogy you have yeah yeah. um and the tapestry analogy is what i use and we are our tapestry is getting more and more complex every day yeah i hope so yeah so um you know it's this is so interesting because i uh, i really respond to what you're saying um but i also know myself to be like a very uh organically uh switchy and organically queer in the mm-hmm. you know bisexual or pansexual sense um you know so i always think well i want people to respect the fact that i actually am attracted to people of all genders so i have to respect the fact that some people are actually just oriented towards one gender and like i have you know i i want people to respect that i'm a switch and i'm not just like wishy-washy that the, that is like actually an identity so i have to respect that some people are just dominant but it sounds like you feel like there are aspects of everything in so, all. So here's identities. a mission statement of Forte FM. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there'll be, you know, folks come in with whatever they think Forte FM is. Yeah. It is not about making a dominant woman out of the attendees. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Then what is it? It is about giving the tools by which each woman may choose to step into the dominance that they desire on their terms. At any moment. Right. Right. It's anal August at the Pleasure Chest. Check out my interview with Brandon B in your podcast feed. We talked about butt toys from plugs to beads to vibrators. 
The pleasure chest is a great resource to learn about anal sex in a safe, non-judgmental environment. Check out the butt-friendly workshops all month long in New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Workshops are always free, and attendees get 15% off anything in the store that night. The ass is the only universal sex organ. Everybody has one. The full workshop lineup and so much more is available on PleasureChest.com. Now get your butt out there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So in your over a decade of teaching, hosting, facilitating this intensive, designing and redesigning it, um, what continues to surprise you about yourself, about the people who sign up mm. about what you mm. see in the alumni, the ways in which the graduates use the tools in, in aspects of their lives constantly amaze me. I mentioned the woman, the women who actually have asked for raises and promotions. The woman had who advocated for child, the, uh, the woman who took the tools and is gloriously exploring her submission. Cool. You know, the ways in which, so that thrills me, it surprises me. I have, I've had women who have taken the particular pre-play conversation format, because I have a very unique uh, negotiation and conversation format. It's also taught in the Make Hot Play Happen weekend. And she took that outline and massaged it and put it into her uh, legal practice i can imagine places that that would be useful yeah and she has put that into legal practice there's another person who's put it into uh their product development cycle cool and dealing with consulting clients at a very high level yeah yeah oh man that's really cool right it's really sexy i i also i mean part of what's sexy about it for me is like sort of thinking about this like hive of women who have been like activated mm -hmm. by this like out in all of these different realms of the world yeah. um yeah it's like it's it's really exciting to uh, to imagine it's exciting to imagine that someone that you have interacted with professionally is coming from this place in a way that you might not even be fully cognizant of. And then the partners. Yeah. I have had anywhere from quiet little whispers, pull me aside, yeah. to like full on giant thank you gifts. Cool. Of, wow, thank you. Yeah. And, and it's not just the, I've always wanted this and I didn't think my, my companion could, it's the, I didn't know I wanted X, Y, or Z, and she found it out. Like, 
win. Oh my God. So amazing. And when I'm pulled aside to, like I said, yeah. a little whisper of, thank you. <laughs> all the way to like the two of them showing up with some like uh, mind blowing gift going, thank you. You uh, have ignited our lives together. Oh. Like, you're literally making the world a better place. Yay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, and I find yes. it's on myself. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> exciting and it's validating. And because in the middle of the, the weekend, it's hard work. Yeah. This is, I demand hard work. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is rigorous um, accountability and hard work. It, this is not a weekend where... It's not a weekend where you show up and you just learn how to swing a whip. No. It is not a weekend where you're going to show up and learn how to say and what to say to to make your partner do X, Y, or Z. Oh, no. It is not a weekend where you're going to, like, um, put on a cute outfit and we're going to all cheer for you. No. 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 It is hard work. I'm imagining a lot of literal blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, less blood, more tears. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Allegorical um, blood. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And um, yeah, there's this supportive closed environment. Yeah. There is uh, no, it doesn't go outside. Yeah. I get people sometimes asking, well, you know, can you live stream this or can you do this? I'm like, no, confidentiality. No. Yeah, it's if very important. Confidentiality. Absolutely. And they're building support with one another i have women who show up saying that i have a lot of good friends in my life but no one i can talk about this to yeah and then suddenly there are other people that they can you know it's not that they have bad friends they have good friends yeah and they have good families and loving people in their life but it is not what they're prepared to hear yeah and it c it's good to have boundaries around yeah. which which parts of yourself you are going to share with which people in yeah. your life. Yeah. But I, also the fact that there's some mystery to what goes on in these weekends is obviously part of the... Some of the mystery is good. Some of it's silly. Like, okay, so as the weekend starts off, right? Sure. The partners yeah. imagine all sorts of things. I'm sure. I'm sure. So the imagination will go something like this. By the time, you know, five, ten minutes into the women walking through the door, I will have had them dressed in full leather, up, you know, lined up with whips in their hands with some line of slave boy naked butts and they're being spanked. I'm like, that's called porn, which is great. <laughs> I, I like that too. Yeah. But, you know, the truth is, when we're in instruction time, I encourage the women to get this, wear comfy pants, mm. fuzzy socks, mm. you know, favorite hoodies, yeah, and get comfortable. Now, yeah, this isn't this isn't entertainment. The field trip we dress up. Oh yeah, where do you guys go? Oh, let's see. Um, we go to a nice uh, French bistro in New York, and then we have this fantastic field trip to Purple Passion, and they awesome. just they really treat us so well. Now in, that's the the New York one. Right. In San Francisco, we don't have Purple Passion, but what we do have is a private erotic dinner Ooh. by the good folks of Our Gourmet Life. Oh, cool. So we dress up for that. That sounds amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. We've been talking for more than an hour. <laughs> um, is there anything about your 
approach to the concept of female dominance um, that you want to share on this mic before we conclude? That feminine or female dominance is a compassionate, sexy, raw, animal, desirous, real, and it's realist erotic leadership. Cool. What, I, I do have one more question, actually. Where or how did your passion for this begin? Oh my God. Okay. Um, hmm. I always forget to ask that, but I get, I think where people... or how the, the teaching or the dominance or the, there are several components here. Why don't we start with, I, I'm, 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 I'm answering a question with a question. Yeah, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about where you, you know, you have so much to say and have done so much thinking and so much praxis um uh and development around this i i'm curious if you can sort of pinpoint like where your obsession or preoccupation um or focus on this particular aspect began okay again in a personal play or in the teaching craft the craft of the teaching or i mean are you would you want to talk about personal i can go play? either I why, just don't we, need... why don't we say personal okay um When I was a little kid, I used to have imaginary games of having board meetings and delegations. Oh my gosh. I didn't know what they were. Amazing. But, but I had little, this little pantsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. image of competent people following my instructions to get things done. Oh I didn't even have the specifics because I was a little kid. But... And I liked talk. Okay, so growing up in Japan, even mm -hmm. in Japan, I was a smaller kid. Mm -hmm. I was smaller, slower, weaker, mm. but I was smarter. Yes. And I wanted to be liked. I didn't want to be mean, but there was a part of me that wanted to pull your hair and still have you like me. Or maybe like you because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked talking other kids into doing things I figured out. <laughs> and and they did that was effective. You, that was yeah. an effective strategy. Right. You convinced them. Yeah. 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 And and sometimes it was a good idea. Yeah. Like that fruit that I think is that fruit in a tree I think is edible based on the nerdy books I read in the library. Mm. But I'm not tall enough, big enough, and I'm not gonna take the chance at actually eating it. So why don't you climb up? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's totally edible. How'd that work out? It worked out great. It turned out to be lychee. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, there was that. Um, then there were the jump off the roof was probably not a good idea, but I didn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, so got had... to, they got to be the awesome athletic kid. Right, right, right. So you're, you're facilitating their fantasies, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's yeah. the ticket. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Here's a briar patch. I know you want to go in it. Really? Really? I hear it's fun. And I'll like you more if you do that. And in my childhood, 
I wasn't drawn to the good fairy tale characters. Oh, yeah. I was drawn to the ambiguous ones. Like, for example? Well, let's see. Foxes in Japan. Oh, yes. The right? trickster. The tricksters. Right. Right. Um, I was drawn to, I was, oh, the, the demons. Mm-hmm. You know, I was drawn to, drawn to the, the characters that were not goody two shoes. Is there an example of a demon that you really uh, identified with or maybe still identify with? Um, yeah, and I've carried the word oni with me for oni. oni, which is not the Christian devil. Oh, okay. It is a distillation of an emotional state. It's a ferocity. Ooh. It is um, teeth and claw, and it is um, it is the shadow. Cool. It is... Uh, or the Tengu. The Tengu is the crow, half crow warrior, mm. who is can, could be thief or could be uh, supernatural, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, those characters that I didn't want to rule the world. The, those villains were like, I don't know, the world was way too complicated and, and it just seems... I don't want that kind of responsibility. It's way too much responsibility. Yeah, too long hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. long hours, very... Uh, and, um, but the idea of... Uh, the idea of just being that creature in the shadow hmm. that, that lurks in your own shadow. Cool. Yeah. That is fantastic and such a rich, interesting imagery. Um, cool. So that, yeah, that's that's how. And and from there, you then you made a career out of it. Yeah, and my appetites are a bit feral. Okay. Um, speaking of teeth and claw, the idea of having my having my lips on somebody's throat is not kisses mm. it's teeth mm. it's like vampires yeah yeah it's it's consuming and to be told or it, the idea that yeah i'm small and i as a child or as a young woman i am small cute and female therefore i cannot be feral nor consuming did not sit well no you flew in the yeah. face of that for sure yeah cool well, I think you are also a hero to all of the uh, young women, uh, femmes of, uh, of all genders who uh, want to fly in the face of those conventions too. Yay. Midori, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> this, is, this has been great. This has been a lot of fun. And I want to do it again, actually, because I'm in New York a lot. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely will. Um, and... Um, if folks want to find out more about your work and everything coming up, please hit us with everything on the interwebs where people can find you. Yep. And I'm on a whole lot of social media, mostly as Planet Midori. Right. Just look for Planet Midori. Um, my teaching site is fhp-inc.com, but I'm sure you'll have all that listed, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when is the next Fortifem? Ah, let's see. The July and August programs are sold out, mm-hmm. and we have October... October in San Francisco and October in New York. Okay. Registrations opened. Awesome. Yeah. And they can um, find out more about that registration at 
Yeah, the easiest one to go to because I also have, have pop-up classes that people don't want to miss because I'll do definitely. pop-up classes on a whim. Yeah, like and totally. often often those are free, like at Pleasure Chest. Sometimes for they're free. Sometimes and they're they're you know a couple of hours um, as a way for picking up classes and skills, but also great as extension courses for my graduates. Uh, FHP-INC.com. But I also post stuff in my Facebook and Twitter and cool. cat pictures and Instagram. <laughs> That's what it's for. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll see you again soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 